Hi, my name is Adam Levine. And this is Kevin. And this is episode 7 of Triple Fried, a podcast created by two guys talking into a microphone. How you doing, Kevin? I am doing great. I just got back uh, just a couple days ago from a trip to New Orleans, and I hadn't been there since I was there with you in 2001. Oosha! Yeah, and I was looking everywhere for our good friend Lenny, the unbelievable people's entertainer, <laughs> but I couldn't couldn't track him down. But uh, there were several people that were carrying on in his his spirit, whether he has moved on or just moved away. So if he's moved, the, if he if his spirit is there, then uh, then I'm sure people are telling stories about him. He uh, he was an old gentleman when we saw him. It's true. Just to refresh memories, he was an old uh, entertainer. Just He would stand on the street corner. Basically, he said he could sing in the style of every single black performer ever. Uh-huh. Um, he pretty much sounded the same on everything. <laughs> 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 he had a lot of spirit, and uh, he did a really good uh, version of Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, man, I, I remember I remember that guy. It's, it's funny that you remember it because what, the first time we met him, we was out on the Riverwalk, and yes. it was fun. And the second time we saw him, you were so drunk that you almost wandered away in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> um. I remember the river walk part. We were waiting for the streetcar to get back to the hostel, and you were like, oh, I'm just going to walk. And you just kind of started walking away. <laughs> and <I> was, <laughs> Man, oh, good. those those were good times. That was from, that was from our, uh, our road trip around halfway around the country. Mm-hmm. And that was the, uh, yeah, and I, and I still think you have about three or four rolls of film from that trip that you never developed. I do. I do. Um, and I'm pretty sure at this point in time, it's not even like they're so expensive because it's hard to develop film. I don't think they're, I don't think anyone develops film. I think it's over. I think I missed the I th- boat on film. <laughs> the I think entire technology the, moved on. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, there's no one like I can't bring that to a to like even like a like a pharmacy. I bet you you could probably you probably have to send it away to like on some place on the internet. I mean that's how that's that's where we've gotten to. I mean, yeah. or you'd have to give it to some kid who's in taking like, you know, photo 1 at like a college somewhere to develop our dumbass pictures. <laughs> I'm not even so sure about that, man. I mean, I just I was talking, I guess it wasn't too long ago to a production assistant about where he got started and when he went to school. I guess he was in the last class to use um sort of use film like he understood what film you know he had worked with film just a very little bit but on the uh, the big scale it's just like the year after that he said this the whole thing and this isn't too too long ago the whole program was just all digital so every kid had just did digi- everything digital like no one had to had to do tape to tape don't you know real real none of that nothing so it's it's a different world now i mean digital was around when we were in school yeah but like they always were like you have to learn about the actual film they were like you have to learn to respect the medium of film first like you have to do that first before you can move on to the digital stuff like that oh yeah i can't imagine that they still do that no I, they and I, and i'm saying i don't think they do well but then but, but i can see the other side of that too it's like what we don't tell people who are want to be writers to go out there and paint it on cave walls first to appreciate where writing came from well Wait, no, I've been I've been writing on every rock and wall that I could find because I'm. Uh oh. That's why your post-it notes weigh thirty-five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a piece of slate you just nail to the wall. <laughs> um, they hate that at work. <laughs> <laughs> you walk into every board meeting like Moses with these big tablets. <laughs> <laughs> you know, then I think that isn't that where they get the saying. You know, it carries more weight. 
<laughs> I, I, you know, it's very possible, actually. It might be, right? You know, it carries more weight because it literally carried more weight back then. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. You didn't write something down unless you didn't mind lugging it. Well, if you wrote it down, it had to have been important because what to take the time to like chisel all that out. Well, I mean, that's that's that is where the expression, you know, it's it's not carved in stone because if it was, it would mean a shitload more. Then it was freaking important, and you had to understand it. You better <laughs> follow it and understand it. I don't even think, yeah, yeah, very few things are written in stone today. Actually, I'd, I'd venture to say almost nothing is written in stone today. <laughs> Uh, maybe headstones. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's even that. I think is just laser etched. So I don't know if that. Really, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah, written, I, but. So I just think, thinking back to the 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 film. I mean, there's we had some good. I have some good memories of that trip we took, and they are now lost to the techno gods. You know, like they're just gone. <laughs> Dude, that sounds awful. The techno gods, like just <laughs> just raving assholes from 1997. <laughs> <laughs> I think the techno gods were. Then they all broke off, and they formed. Uh, you know, ATB was in there, and uh, Chemical Brothers, and Techno Santa. <laughs> Remember oh, Techno Santa? Techno Santa was uh, when we were when we were in college because no one will know this. I was going to say we were making this podcast really inaccessible to anyone but us. <laughs> if any, if if anybody um, uh, ever ever listens, to, listens to this podcast, Techno Santa was just this really dumb character that we created when we were uh, in college because um, for for a while, um, uh, I'll admit it, I was. Uh, very very big into techno music and you were into like you were into like the club scene even though you didn't go to the club scene you I were into, to, like, into I went to like a, a small handful but not enough to really justify being into the club scene I'm sure no but you were like fascinated with like the the club culture I yeah. think like the yeah, glow sticks and the and the dancing with like pretending you had an orb in your hand and <laughs> And you had that piece of shit laptop from like the 80s and I had like a decently nice computer mm-hmm. and so I could download, you know, that was, this is back when Napster, you could download anything in the blink of an eye and I would always come home from class and there would be like these 20 shitty techno songs <laughs> <laughs> that you downloaded on my computer. I didn't give a fuck. And I still have a good handful of them too, which is really sad. Like I, I've, I have kept and... Uh, tended to my music collection from college and i still wow. have a great deal wow. of it. you probably um, have i mean this was it it it, it got at the, the 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 techno santa thing really like it just got out of hand like that was the i think that might have been the moment that i realized how dumb the the culture was getting it was so oversaturated because it was you know they would take any you know, just they would make up their own songs and then they'd have any songs that they would remix and just add you know the same like the same break beats to every fucking song and mm-hmm. then you know which I was still totally on board with because I'm like oh I, I liked it when it didn't have techno oh, I'm gonna love it now and then <laughs> and and then ultimately when I think that's that's what happened when they crossed over and they were like. Well, people like holiday music. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And the actual name of the track, but it was called Raving Santas. Ah. And it, and it was like this long medley of Christmas music, all with this techno beat. And then right at the end, like, they had this voice come in. <laughs> <laughs> let's have a was, Christmas, a very merry Christmas. Come on, let's have a Christmas, a very merry Christmas. Boots, boots, boots. It's funny because I do have, like I said, I have a lot of this still. Um, I, I still have like a handful of it on my computer and uh, even on my iPod. And I have played some of it at, like, um, 
you know, little functions and stuff, just like kind of as like a goof. And a lot of the kids still like know some of this stuff. Like uh, they put that on, they're like, "Oh, it's the classics." Exactly, classic rock. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember get I remember stuff like. Oh, it's an Evil Dead techno mix. It was just like they would play like some shitty beat and have like drop in like sound clips from the movie, like groovy, groovy. That's all it was. That's all <laughs> terrible, terrible. But I ate it up, man. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that was the time. That was the time. That's what we'll say. It was a different. It was a different time. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah. yeah, that's that was you know that's how I'm I'm good. That's I'm good. That, to answer your question that you opposed like oh. twenty minutes ago, I'm I'm great. You know, oh, good. I just had a nice vacation with the wife. We're good. expecting our we're expecting a baby in November, so we decided to go out and have one last trip, just the two of us. Mazel um, tov. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, and it's going to be a boy. Found that out. Oh, oh, wow. So. That's awesome. So Zoidberg. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's good. At least, at least that was easy because I didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl. And well, we just found that out. We found that out right before we left, and then we told my parents like the day, the day we like the day before we left. We left last Monday, and we had them over for breakfast on Sunday, and told our parents, or both of our sets of parents. So that's awesome, man. And once we told them, then now we're just telling anybody who we, you know. Mm-hmm. So yep, little 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 version of me gonna be coming out in a couple of months. I support that. I like you. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's that fairly typical response when someone says that like oh boy uh-oh uh-oh gonna have a little one of you running around I'm like i don't know i like hanging out with him there's a very high possibility he's gonna be a dork because i am and so is my wife so oh, yeah <laughs> either that or we're gonna have like a total jock and he's gonna uh think that we're the lamest people in the world so yep that's those are the only two ways that can go um, <laughs> but uh i'm sure i'll have a heart of gold <laughs> like a prostitute yeah exactly <laughs> He won't understand that when he hears that 30 years later and he's dressed in heels and confused and asking questions. <laughs> but I don't want him to turn this into anything about uh, babies. We have some somewhat wonderful topics to get to today. Yes, we do. So uh, let's go ahead and get into the show then, huh? All right. So just to recap the format, we have topics that I'll list off in a moment. There's no guarantee that we'll stick to them. We just use them as a jumping off point. The whole reason we do the show is to entertain ourselves. And if it makes someone else laugh, then that's awesome. And if not... Whatever. Whatever. So, here's a list of topics that we might be talking about today. Chilly Reminder. Mm-hmm. Lady Danger. <laughs> really Big Game. Mm-hmm. Popular Jam. And Gassy Concerns. <laughs> that have nothing to do with my gassy state of being. So where do you want to begin? Well, before we begin, I want to remind the audience that I have nothing to do with the selection of the topics. Adam picks them all out and names them himself in a cryptic manner so that I have no way to do any research or prep so that it makes it a lot more real. So we're getting our first, my first taste of many of these. So, all right, let's, uh, there's some really interesting ones. I want to start with, um, I want to start with Popular Jam. Popular Jam. Okay, so not long ago. Um, I was watching TV, like I do, and uh, there was a commercial that came on. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Google Play. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just in case, I guess, the audience, if there is one, cares. Google Play is more or less uh, sort of like a store slash subscription service that you can uh, sign up for with uh, Google. And they have 
all sorts of content, everything from every, pretty much every game and every movie and every TV show. And it's really just a ton of entertainment content. It's very, it's pretty similar to the iTunes store um, for, for like the Google Android platform. Yeah. And that, and that's, that, that's one of the clear distinctions. And I'm an Android user, so I, I frequent it quite often. I, I quite enjoy the, the Google Play. Sure. Okay. So there you go. While I'm not, you know, a huge Apple fan, I have an iPhone, and I went that way um, with, with uh, you know, all my content. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not, gonna, I'm not about to start any kind of brand war because I think that's the stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> Good, because we have plenty of other time to waste our breath on stupid things, and that's not one that I, I would think either of us would really give that much of a shit about. They're both, they're both good phones, and they do what you need. That's all that matters. That's really all. That's all it comes down to. Can I check the, you know, my email while I'm shitting? And I, yep, yeah, me too. <laughs> I noticed I did it once or twice or three times or whatever it was. I'm aware of it to the point where I don't do that anymore. Um, just because I feel like I, you know what? If there was ever a need for a momentary detachment from electronics. It's while you're pooping. <laughs> can we not have it in that moment? I don't know. Um, personal choice. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll be at work. I'll be in the bathroom and I'll, I'll hear little like games and things going off and i'm just like what do you how much time do you have i just want to put it out there that i've read there's been studies of course you know and you read studies god only knows how much bullshit it is but this one seems like it's true Uh that most people's phones have lots of traces of fecal bacteria on them oh because so many people pull them out in the bathroom they have to I, I can't imagine that's fun like i i've thought about that i've thought about that in you know in the in the settings and i'm just like if you pulled you know, a cotton swab to, to anybody's phone at, at random. Men, women. That's right. That's right, women. I'm saying you too. Oh, God, yeah. Women check. Women play games on their phones while they're pooping. Mm-hmm. Before cell phones were as prominent as they were, and people were like, you know, there were whatever studies that people were surprised that it was on so many different things. And it was like, oh, on your toothbrush. And you're like, my toothbrush? What am I? Well, I'm not pooping on my toothbrush. Like, no, 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 dummy. It's just in the room and, you know, in the atmosphere. And it just, you know. As soon as you flush that toilet, especially, it like becomes like a cyclone of shit matter <laughs> <laughs> spinning around the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. So chances are uh, your phone is just covered in poop. And. And don't think I don't think about that when someone, like, you know, hands me their phone for something. I'm just like, Bleh. And then think about where you put it after you've been using it, you've been using it on the toilet, you've been playing Angry Birds or, or whatever the fuck, and as you're shitting, yeah. and then, you know, you put it in your pocket, and then yep. later, when someone calls you, you put it up to your ear, which is a moist inlet into your head, mm-hmm. and then right near your mouth <laughs> and nose. Yep, which I, I, and I always lick my phone, you know? <laughs> And and I and I thought about it the last time I licked my phone. I was like, you know what? Maybe I won't do this anymore. And you're like, why does it taste so good after I get out of the bathroom? Oh man, kind of nutty and (laughs) (laughs) very last night. Um, I'm very aware of it uh, to the point where I can't say 100, percent but I can say uh, high 90s that I don't do that anymore. Um, I, I don't. I'd like to say that I'd like to say that I don't, but I do. I totally do. Yeah, you should stop. <laughs> I know. I know. I should. You should start smoking instead. <laughs> well, then I can quit, and everyone can applaud me for it. Yay! Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a thing. So anyway, popular jam, Google Play. Yeah. Anyway. 
Google Play, it's a thing. And uh, so to advertise, uh, they had a commercial, really catchy commercial, and it's basically just their logo in sort of, um, I guess it's in the, the, the triangular place symbol that makes up their logo. And yeah, it's kind of like a it's kind of like a rounded square, like a square with rounded corners, and there's like a a, a play, like the play. It looks like a little play triangle button, yeah. Yeah. So so they have that, and they're using that as a as a template, and it cuts out, um, and every like they they'll just shove like a logo in there of something, and they'll just force it into this into their into their logos. Um, yeah, kind of cram it in with a shoehorn. Yeah. And they're just doing it, and there's so many brands that that are flashing in this. Probably like 50 brands that just go by, um, mm-hmm. and each one has you know roughly about a second or or two um, to register it. And you're like, oh damn! So the whole point of it is to just be like, yeah, oh wow, I know that one. Oh, I know that. Oh damn, that's cool. Oh, I really like that. And the whole point of that is to say, look, we have everything you could possibly want that's entertaining. And you can look and go, oh, my God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find whatever I need. I'm going to sign up with Google Play. And it's all at your fingertips. Right. And it's all at my fingertips, right? And so when I watched that commercial, it immediately registered like, all right, well, this is a catchy tune. This is, you know, I see what they're trying to do. This is pretty cool. They're doing it in a clever way. And then my next thought is like all of the brands that go into that. And I'm thinking like, wow, they had to like, you know, they had to contact a lot of people. And then who got in? Who made the final cut? That's an interesting process. Um, just to see who, you know, like, you know, you, you've only got 50 brands, but you're, you know, 50 brands is a lot, but in the big scheme of things, there's a lot more brands out there. So um, you want to pick the ones that people identify the most with. And also the, the, the most popular right now, too. And that's what I would think, the most popular right now. So you've got, you know, music, you got like Katy Perry, and you've got, you know, the, the minions from, from the Spickle But Me is, you know, they're in there. And there's a lot of really relevant, really popular things going by. But occasionally, there were things that surprised me a little bit. But then I realized why they might have been in there. Like Ghostbusters symbol was in there. And I was like, oh, neat. That's, you know, it was a bit of a throwback. But I could understand why it was in there because Ghostbusters had, you know, a big franchise that permeated the culture. You know, it wasn't just a movie. I think they also, this year, was the 30th anniversary of the movie, I think. It, it was. You're right. One more reason why it justifies being in there, right? It's okay. like, all right, so it was a cartoon. It was, you know, two movies. There was, like, two cartoons, really. There was, a, you know, dolls. It was a it was a big thing, right? It was just recent, like, two, three years ago, there was a, a pretty big deal video game that, that featured yeah. all the original yeah, yeah. cast. yeah. I, so all of that, and you just, you know, you keep watching and you see a lot more popular stuff and a lot more relevant stuff. And then one of the things that I saw that kind of stuck out at me was the logo, just the logo for the movie Space Jam. What? What? <laughs> right? Okay. I'm not, so I'm not, I'm not alone here. I, Space was, Jam is a punchline more than anything nowadays. And therein lies the big debate and question. So if you're going to only put 50 brands into your commercial to tell the world what you've got and how awesome your shit is, and one of them is Space Jam, there must be a large enough part of the population that gives a shit. About Space Jam. About Space Jam. Now, I get that Space Jam has two very big 
draws to the movie itself. Warner Brothers and all of their cartoons mm-hmm. and Michael Jordan. Yeah. Okay. Now, now for the time, you know, when that came out, those what, two what, things. When, we talk, when did that movie come out? It's, it's 90s, definitely. 90s. Yes. Like, like 96, 97? Um, uh, I'm going to go with 97. Okay. That's my ballpark. It was because it was right before, it was right after he went away to baseball and then he came back. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I haven't watched the movie a couple of times in my life because I have. So I definitely know the movie, but I haven't probably seen it in probably about 10 years or more. Um, But right, right. Like, but like, I I, I remember it was on like a loop on. one like some kind of some channel had it on all, all the time like TNT I think had it on a lot or something so but, but um but what you just said was like you know you've seen it a few times which I've seen it a few times but I saw it a few times within like the three to four years that it came out yeah I have yeah. not seen it since and I'll tell you I mean just you know just being honest if Ghostbusters was on tomorrow and so is Space Jam there's no way Space Jam wins no no. Now that's a per- maybe it's a personal preference, but the fact that Space Jam made it into this into this you know commercial, it wasn't just a, maybe like a character or a snippet from it because frankly speaking, like all right, so when it came to Ghostbusters, they threw the logo. It's iconic, and I get it, but honestly, they probably could have gotten away with throwing Slimer in there, and you would have understood. It. Yeah, yeah. Just like Space Jam probably could have thrown Bugs Bunny, but if you threw Bugs Bunny in a basketball t-shirt, my brain doesn't think of Space Jam. My brain just thinks of Bugs Bunny in a basketball t-shirt. Hey, look, it's Bugs Bunny looking hip. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, looking looking especially 90s hip. Yes. Um, you know, with his backwards baseball uh, cap and oh, his God, backwards. Oh, God, you remember that whole phase? The crisscross. I had, I had a t-shirt with him and Taz, and they were both wearing... All their clothes like, backwards because it was crisscross and it was the coolest. And this was pre that whole phase of the of badass Looney Tunes, a uh, fly. I guess they'd be more like fly, like <laughs> Looney Tune. That was pre Space Jam. That was yeah, but I mean that's but, it was just it was on that cusp. That was like ninety two, ninety four, and yeah. then and then they were like you know whoa people really like Looney Tunes and they like them when they're badass and they like Michael Jordan, but my. <laughs> But my question then is, so I was, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to a friend about this, um, and, and I was, you know, mentioning it. And as I was mentioning it, I was Googling the commercial and to show him and he said, okay, I said, take a look at this commercial and, and, and tell me what stands out for you. And <laughs> I typed in, um, Google play commercial and the thumbnail that came up with Space Jam. Like the the logo with Space Jam crammed into it or just Space Jam? Yes. Okay. The logo with it like as though it was in the middle of the video and that's what its default was. Okay. As a as a screenshot, but guess what? It's not in the middle of the video. That means it was hand selected to be the representative of this commercial. So who at Google has a hard on for Space Jam? Part of that is what I want to wonder. And so we started to talk even more about how just bizarre this seemed to be. And now here is his hypothesis. Space Jam might be very popular, and he suggested that it was more of an urban culture. You think? I don't know. No, I don't know. Are you trying to say the black folk like Space Jam? I'm trying to say that he's trying to say he thinks that they do. 
I have no idea. I don't know. I just, you know, as, as we were just talking about it, that thought hadn't crossed my mind. And it seems just as bizarre and maybe plausible as someone at Google just fucking loving the shit out of Space Jam and pushing it. I don't understand. I just... I got another one. I got another theory. What's that? Do you, you, so you've seen Space Jam a couple times. I have. It's been years, but... So you, you've got the regular Looney Tunes. There's one character in that that might be, oh, I don't know, arising some some second looks from, from adult males. Oh, no. Really? It's a possibility. Are you... Are you going down like the ladybugs? Yes, I, I that slutty bunny that they they brought out for that one. I think that was her name, Slutty Bunny. <laughs> I don't I don't remember what it they was. They weren't but. they weren't very much dancing around. That was you know Bugs looked at her and he was like hubba hubba and everyone. I think Jordan was all on her. Like it was bad. It was she was wasn't it like wasn't it it was like Lily or Lola? Wasn't it Lola? I think it was. Which is funny as shit because everyone knows Lola as the song Lola the Kings, which was about a drag queen. Right. But I digress. Um, well. Yeah, that that rabbit, she had curves. She had like the slutty eyeshadow. She yeah. had cleavage. Yeah. Which is She She had right. bunny boobs. She had bunny boobs. And listen, here's my thing. <laughs> Do you, wait. So you're saying, you're saying that you think possibly that Space Jam has continued to be popular because of a slutty cartoon rabbit and the mass appeal of really sad dudes. Well, I don't think, see, I don't think Google put it on there because of that. I think Google put it on there because they're like, hey, for some reason, people really want to watch fucking Space Jam. (laughs) And the reason people want to watch, possibly the reason, is because of uh, a cartoon rabbit. Now, I'm going to say, I'm I'm just going to put it out there. Lots of money had to change hands to make this happen. So someone really believes in that. Well, I mean, Roger Rabbit still gets shown on places and, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's a really you know, fucking great movie, even beyond the Jessica Rabbit thing. But Roger Rabbit was more of a cultural phenomenon than, yeah. than Space Jam was. But um, look at this, dude. Look at this. And this is something that I can't even, this doesn't even make sense in my head. And I, I, I've seen things about it. Uh, fucking bronies. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. That is. I don't a- get it. That's a thing. I didn't even know. I didn't. Well, I'm naive. Okay. Um, the company I, I work for, we were doing a game um, for uh, My Little Pony, and uh, I was aware of the new reboot, and I was, I you know, I had seen like snippets, and it's pretty fun. It's pretty wacky too, as the stuff I've seen. It's actually pretty. It's it's pretty. Um, it's pretty cool. Like it's funny. It's nothing at all it's like n- the old one. No, no, not at all. I mean, the old one was like you know. A s- we have to save the rainbow. Yeah, it was you know quote unquote serious and for girls. And the new one, it's just like well, this is kind of like fun, and they're having fun with it. It's kind of it's kind of cool. Weird Al right? Yankovic played a character on the that's on awesome the new one. That's awesome, yeah. but um, but no, I I didn't even know someone made that joke, and I had to look it up, and I didn't know what a brony was, which for anybody who doesn't know uh, a brony is um, a guy an adult male usually adult male who's super comfortable with their sexuality to the point where they're willing to not just admit but love the shit out of some my little pony they've got their own 
you know, as with every group, their own clique and their own circles and their own, you know, everything on the internet and all that. And But like, yeah, they, so bronies. They have like, like, but they swear up and down that it is not sexual. Oh, that's the other, that's the other wonderful part about them is they're a huge group that's just like really in your face about how they're not jerking off to these ponies. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the, the best way to put that. Okay. Yeah. But you know what? There's no way that they're not. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. The more they deny it. <laughs> so I'm thinking there's a very strong possibility. Because listen, it's not. Pop uh, Station Jam is not in the Google Play because of its cinematic merits, okay? No. Like, the jokes are hammy. Um, the animation's pretty decent. The animation's really good. Michael Jordan is a terrible, terrible actor. Of course he is. His legacy should not be this movie. I mean, I think there was a couple documentaries made about him and stuff. Like, why aren't those. That that's where you want to go if you want to see Michael Jordan and you see him in his prime, right? Not like this this right. weird, right? You know, maybe I mean Bill so, Murray's in it for like ten minutes. Yep. Like, so you're saying you're saying it's like Jammers, yeah. Ugh. Lola Bunny, oh, with her with her bunny boobs and her you know little cotton tail. Oh no, uh, I'm not saying that that's definitely all it is. I'm just saying that I think that's got to have a factor. Yeah, it's sad that I can see that being a thing. So maybe when he says, like, your friend hypothesized it was popular in, like, in urban circles, maybe not urban, like, you know, not hanging out on the corner, like, hey, man, let's go watch Space Jam. But, like, maybe <laughs> that's, like, they show it to their kids. Like, that's, like, what right, little yeah. white kids watch, like, you know, like... What do little white kids watch nowadays? <laughs> like Doc McStuffins or uh, or or uh, that sounds terrible. Sophia the First and like little kid like or like Matilda uh-huh. or Frozen and like like kids in the inner city they're watching like Space Jam. Is that maybe? Is that what's maybe? And then and then they're growing up a little bit and then they're like getting cell phones and downloading the shit out of Space Jam and yeah, it does have one of the greatest collection of of basketball talent from the 90s in it. I mean, not only was Jordan in it, but it also had, like, you know, Charles Barkley and um, Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Uh, it had, like, I mean, most of the guys, I think everybody who's in that movie was also on the uh, the 1992 Dream Team, the uh, Olympic hmm. Dream Team. But there's a like, documentary, there's, like, been movies about them, too. So it's like, why don't you just watch that instead of Space Well, Jam? I guess then to answer your point, because there's no bunny boobs. That's right. You need to see that... <laughs> Those furry mounds of pleasure. Oh, oh, I want to move off this topic now. That is, that's where I want, I want to draw the line right there. Sounds good. Good. Where do you want to go from here? Well, let's go to Lady Danger. Lady, Lady Danger. Sounds like a new uh, Marvel superhero. Um, it's not. I'm, I'm sure it's, they are never what I think they are. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day you'll say something absurd and I'll say, ah, wow. Oh, okay. No, that's exactly what it is. No, it's not. Um, Lady Danger uh, comes out of a, a news article that I uh, that I heard on on the radio. Um, so uh, apparently there was a study that was done that hurricanes and tornadoes um, with female names are more deadly than those with male names. And the reason they attribute that to one would think it wouldn't fucking matter because they're both awful fucking storms and they're just named it just alternates between which ones come first like they're not spaced out so far you know it's not every year there's one it's like every few months there's or every sometimes every few weeks there's one at some point Mm -hmm. so it depends on where you are too i mean not all of them make them up the uh 
up into like the continental United States, but they're, you know, crazy in the out in the ocean. Sure. Logic should dictate that if a storm that came on Tuesday and a storm that came two weeks from now, they just had different names, it wouldn't matter which one was weaker. Yeah, you just you prepare the same way. Right. Um, that's what logic unless, would dictate. Unless, see, that's that's the thing. There's, there's, there's the catch. Unless you're the average American who uh, hears a lady named Storm's coming and doesn't think it's a big deal, so you don't really give a shit and you don't really pack up your family and leave because it's just a lady, lady Storm. Are you kidding me? And then you're fucking dead because you deserve to die. So sexism is the reason... That's what they're. That's what they're. This article is attributing is that sexism is the reason that we're just like, eh, it's just a girl. What's a little girl gonna do? As if the storm has a gender. <laughs> yep, that's exactly what it's insinuating. It's it's saying flat out. Research shows that female storms are more deadly because more people. Well, female named storms. Then not that they're female storms. It's not like <laughs> it's not like there's someone named Katrina who was like personally responsible for uh, controlling that storm. <laughs> like, there's no weather witch out there. <laughs> well, well, there is. But to be fair, she hasn't done this in years. That's right. She retired. <laughs> she she she's uh, she's she's uh, getting up there in age. Um. <laughs> So, uh, no, people are fucking sexist to the point where they're dying. <laughs> I mean, kudos, right? That, that, is, that is some amazing sexist conviction that you have to have to sit there and look at your, your family, your entire world, all of your possessions, everything that you know in existence, and to look at it and go, yeah, I know it said Hurricane Katrina, but... Say Katrina, right? That's a lady. <laughs> that's some. That's some sort of lady, right? We'll be fine. That ain't nothing, y'all. If you said this was Hurricane Bill, I'd be out of here like a motherfucker. So it's it's almost as if they picture this when the hurricane comes into their neighborhood. They almost expect this person who the storm is named after after to come door to door and then like knock on the door and like rough them up the pen. <laughs> you know what? If Katrina shows up here, I think I could take her. <laughs> <laughs> I did, but that's the but that's exactly I think that those words were uttered like I think that's the exact mentality because that's what you that's the mentality you would have to have if you're not using logic I'm gonna take her back into my kitchen on the butcher's block and we're going to have an arm wrestling match <laughs> that's right how big can she be I'll take her like no actually sir she she's not really like a, she's a category four hurricane with 150 mile an hour winds <laughs> Um, what's your point? <laughs> yeah, I think I can big, I, I think I can take that bitch on. <laughs> where you go? Where you go, honey? Where you going? It's just a lady storm. You sit your ass back down. <laughs> just a lady storm. <laughs> Come on, you big old bitch. Oh, we gonna take this bitch down. This bitch ain't making me leave my house. I ain't leaving for no bitch. So what that, sh what that says is they should be naming storms. Like if they want these storms to be taken seriously, they should either name them all male names. Uh huh. Or they should, like, if they want to keep this tradition of the of naming them, they should name them gender-neutral names, like Hurricane Pat, Hurricane Chris. <laughs> uh, or, this would probably be more, this would probably be even more, well, this is more sexist, but when the storm hits a certain level of power, they should change the name to a male name just to get the idiots God. out of town. 
Oh my god. Uh, it's uh, category two, Susan. Has been upgraded to a Hurricane Steve. Oh, holy shit. Honey, did you hear? <laughs> shit, it's one, it's one of them transgendered hurricanes. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them confused storms. We gotta hide the kids. <laughs> it's gonna ruin America. <laughs> fucking idiots man you know it's shit like that that i hear like and i'm just like well you know what that just shows that that just shows like the whole part of a bigger problem like that's like yes that's that, that is ridiculous and stupid and i totally see that i mean i totally believe it <laughs> no yeah oh i believe it's the kind of thing that i look at that and i go well you know humanity we had a good run <laughs> natural selection man it's fucking natural selection well, that, that right there is like the epitome of natural selection. It's a fantastic example. <laughs> if you're too stupid to not get out of the way of a storm because it's got a lady name. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're not going you're, you're to take shelter. Why again? Well, because I think it's going to blow in here and it's going to have its hoop skirt on and its petticoats. <laughs> I think I want I to dance with this lady when she comes uptown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take her down to the sizzler. We're going to have a nice right time. <laughs> uh, you could probably you could probably clean up though you know just go door to door from you know in, in a town like that and just you know okay so we're placing bets um and and if you lose i get to have everything you own but you're not gonna lose right because it's a lady storm so i get it just um just sign here oh god yeah just like try to goad them into giving you their possessions to think they could ride out the storm like oh man well, I mean, I know that there's there's hardcore people who live in places that are storm prone and they they ride out every storm and that's that's one thing. But mm-hmm. like to selectively decide when to leave based on the name, I mean, mm, that's that's just sad. It is. It's really it's really sad. Um, but you know what? I guess on the bright side there's always less and less of those people every year. Yeah, stormed in after woman is like a pussy storm in, in that in with that thought process. But then they'll go sure. out and they'll name their truck, you know, a girl's name, or they'll name their boat a girl's name, or sure. you know. So I guess they're driving pussy trucks and pussy boats. I don't. And, I'm sure there's like a deeper. They'll call their truck a she, but then they'll hang the big plastic pair of testicles behind it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they're against transgenders. Mm. I think somebody should just put their money where their mouth is, and then they should name their truck a female name, and they should just hang some labia off the tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> hang, hang some lady bits off the tail. That's right. If you get going really fast, it goes... <laughs> <laughs> oh, were you just suggesting it's viability and aerodynamics as a result? <laughs> uh, just rednecks, man. I just... Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, this world we live in. All right, let's mm-hmm. go with the really big game. Okay. Really big game. So lately uh, on social media, you know, this is something that's certainly not new by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, lately on social media, there's uh, been, uh, it, it's been given more of a spotlight, um, uh, and specifically sometimes in the news, uh, that hunters will go out and, you know, whether it's shooting for sport or they're shooting and then they're going to eat it or shooting because of, uh, you know, hunting, hunting big game uh, to control a population, whatever the reason is, um, there's a sort of like um, in the spotlight of photographs of people next to 
the 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 game that they've killed, sort of standing proudly as the people who you know took down whatever animal that was. Okay, that's normal. Yeah, it it is. And you know what? I'm not for hunting. I'm not completely against it. I understand population control. I think it's a little bit, a little bit weird and a little bit. Um, it's just it's not my thing. Um, I do eat meat, so I understand that part. I think I appreciate it more when someone kills an animal and eats or sells the meat versus just killing it to kill it. But uh, the other day, I was on social media and I saw uh, a photograph of, uh, you know, somebody next to a large, a large beast, and the it was on it was on Facebook, right? And there was a large diatribe. That someone had written um, underneath of you know in reaction to this photograph. And let me just read you. Oh, you actually have a prepared uh, a prepared out excerpt. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's one of the few times because it was. It, it, it's 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 wonderful. Let me read this to you. Okay, so it says uh, he's a disgusting, inhumane prick. I'd love to see these hunters be stopped. I think zoos are the best ways to keep these innocent animals safe. Assholes like this piece of shit are going into these beautiful animals' home and killing them. It's no different than someone coming into your home and murdering you. That's what's so selfish about people that hunt. They're uneducated, and their way of thinking is... And this is, I guess, their way of thinking, according to this person. Well, these animals are overpopulating and are going to die anyway. Well, human beings are overpopulating, and guess what? If we were to kill an innocent human being and use that as, as an excuse, we'd be in prison. I think it's time to say something about animal rights. All right. Okay, so this person's angry. I don't agree, but okay. The catch here is that all of this anger and all of this hate is directed at this one individual. And this one individual is Steven Spielberg. (laughs) Okay? I think I know where you're going. Keep going. As it says here... Steven Spielberg, I'm disappointed in you. I'm not watching any of your movies ever again, you animal killer. Steven. (laughs) Keep going. (laughs) Mr. Spielberg is lovingly posed next to a sick triceratops. (laughs) From the original filming of Jurassic Park back in 1991. This is correct. I, I actually have seen this. Um, I didn't, I'd never, I heard there was outrage. Uh, I didn't read anything specifically. Um, it's a production still. <laughs> behind the scenes, behind the scenes of the set of Jurassic Park, which until now, I always thought they were fake. I I hadn't realized. Well, there was one remaining on the island of Kauai and they really needed this one specific shot. So he killed it. Uh, actually with a knife, um, he actually jumped mm. on its back, slipped it into mm-hmm. the brainstem, twisted mm-hmm. it, So, but it severed the spinal cord. Um, it didn't kill it because they needed to breathe during the scene, if you remember the scene. Mm-hmm. So oh, like, I do. It, it lied there in excruciating pain. Um, so they, <laughs> they filmed it. They filmed it, and um, they they also needed to have like blisters on the tongue for like this one plot point that kind of got dropped in the movie. But so they um, shoved hot coals, hot coals in its mouth, and as it lied there in excruciating pain, and then at the end when they were done filming, they got the shot. It was a, it was it was a wrap for the day. This seems to be pissed all over. <laughs> it seemed excessive at the time, but that's movie magic, right? 
Mm-hmm. That's that's movie magic. Look, you know, you want to make a movie, you got to break a few eggs <laughs> or kill kill the last triceratops. Uh, this is it's amazing. This is just another reason why I I just the internet and I don't get along so well. Right, right. I, the, the, I, I like the internet. I like to read prepared things from like from reputable people um or like comedy websites or stuff like that i avoid comments for at all costs now Mm -hmm. just when you look at the what the general public the immense stupidity just uh, in terms of the 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 more broad part of this topic so you disagree with the the statement that was that was read no i i'm actually where do you yeah where do you stand i am pro hunter okay i am not a uh i'm not a professional hunter right i'm pro hunting within guidelines obviously um, as long as you're within your state uh, mandated, like, you know, capture laws and, and kill laws and stuff like that, and you're licensed. Mm-hmm. I've never done it before, but I wouldn't have any qualms about doing it. Yeah. I don't know. See, I, all right. So I don't, I don't know that I, I would want to do it. Um, I, think, I think I would only want to do it for survival. But see, now I've gone fishing before, and I've caught fish and, and, and eaten the fish I've caught. So, like, you know, I, don't, I never felt bad about that. But then, like, when you... There is like definitely a, a a difference with us being mammals killing another mammal, like a deer, something mm-hmm. that's furry and can mm-hmm. be considered cute. Although I think deer, if you really look them up close, aren't that cute. <laughs> well, the babies are, but you know, um, right. But uh, there's definitely some kind of barrier there. I think with people thinking like, oh my god, like it's a you know, it's it's basically it's this beautiful creature, and it's like, but a fish, they're kind of ugly, <laughs> so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. With fish too, there's sort of that extra level of sort of fucked up. Like if you're if you're uh, fishing, but you're doing catch and release, you're like, oh, oh well, you know, at least I at least I throw them back. You're like, well, technically, first you tear a hole in their face, gouge a giant fucking hole in its face, <laughs> and then you throw it back. Yeah, that's that's nice. I've heard so, people be like, oh yeah, but that doesn't hurt them. Fuck you. How do you know? <laughs> like I have I have way less problems with someone catching a fish, cutting its head off, and eating it. Than I do with someone catching a fish, ripping out most of its mouth and lower jaw, and then throwing it back, going like, meh, you know, I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm just doing it for the fun of it. I'm just doing it for the fun of it. That fish comes up upon a smaller fish, and it, it, it goes, yomp, and then it swims out the bottom of its chin, and it's like, wait a minute, yomp, comes out again. <laughs> <laughs> and then it becomes just like this Keystone Cops routine, and then underwater. <laughs> oh, I had, I've had a couple times, not many, but where like the fish has swallowed the hook, oh. and I've had to basically rip its guts out to get the, the, the line out. Yeah, that's awful. Mm, yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then you throw it back because you know catch and release you throw it back and then like two minutes later you see it float to the top of the water you're like well look look you know i guess he didn't want to go after all if he comes back to you it's meant to be but meanwhile we'll kill we'll kill rats in our house we'll you know mice we'll do that and i don't know there's a, such a double standard with uh oh yeah in this uh world with uh you know the animals that we're okay with and with killing and not killing yeah is it is it cute is it cuddly is it warm i mean a fish isn't warm a fish isn't gonna gonna swim up to you and cuddle with you and and therefore all of a sudden that's you know what we use as our gauge whether to kill it again i you know but not to the stupidity of people thinking seeing steven spielberg next to a fake triceratops and getting angry about it they just wanted to let this anger fly it's unfortunate right because whatever case they're trying to make right there it's just completely null and void. Yes, yes. Especially since the picture is from like 1991. It's not even like somebody just did this. Yeah. I think it's time to just move on to another topic. 
Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so we have two left. We have chilly reminder and gassy concerns. And I got to tell you, I really want to hit gassy concerns last. So, um, and I'm enjoying myself so much that I just want to get through all the topics today. So, let's go to chilly reminder. Chilly reminder. All right. So, uh, the other night I was out to dinner with my wife and uh, we went to, uh, well, we went to a Chili's restaurant. And uh, Adam, you don't go to chain restaurants. I, I, I don't. <laughs> oh crap! Someone, someone should have told me this a couple of nights ago. But then, then I wouldn't have a topic. So when you when you lived in um, Hoboken, which you know, God only knows how much that cost. Uh, well, you do. <laughs> uh, there was no point. There was no need to go to a chain restaurant. But once you move out to the suburbs, sometimes they're your only option. <laughs> isn't uh, isn't that the truth? You know, but um. That said, uh, I may be in the suburbs, but I'm in the suburbs of Jersey, so I'm still not going to fucking Domino's or Papa John's. I can still get a good slice of pizza mm-hmm. and a good bagel. So those are two things that no matter where I am in the state, I, uh, I And you don't. can always go to a diner. Yes, which I did tonight. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you do. Um, <laughs> so you were at Chili's. Yeah, so we were at Chili's, and uh, there's a few things about Chili's, uh... I guess it may be sort of like what you said, you know, it's, uh, I used to, I used to live in more of a city and, uh, moved recently to the suburbs. So it has, you're right. It has been a while since I've been to any of these types of chain restaurants, specifically Chili's. It's been, it's been very long time for me for Chili's specifically. Long enough that things have changed. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like for, for instance, uh, they sat us down at a table and on the table was what looked like like an iPad mini on a on a stand. What? At, yeah. And it was and I looked around and it was on every table. And Is that how you order now? They said this is how you reorder drinks from the bar. This is how you order like appetizers if you want, extra appetizers. Like I still had a waitress so they didn't take them away. Um I mean, but they want to. It sounds like they're going to at some point. Lord knows they want to. <laughs> they totally want to. Um, you know, because they're they're losing all the, they're losing that whole two dollars and thirty five cents uh, per per hour per waiter. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, but yeah. So they had you know, and and you can play games um, on there, uh, and it was just a rotating basically commercials were on there no audio but and i just the first thing i did was i looked at it and went oh huh that's that's kind of neat you know makes me feel like i'm in the future an obnoxious future um <laughs> but but the future so first thing i did was promptly take it and turn it around and put it as far away from both of us as possible because I, it's the last thing i want to be looking at when when i'm at, like and other people are just looking at it and not talking and just sitting there and playing with it and i'm just like well really like I could do without that, and and I'm guilty sometimes of looking at my phone, but I'm very much aware when I do, and I try to try to not look at my phone and actually, you know, be in the moment with the person I'm having dinner with. So one more of these things, it's not, and it was worse than I think having a TV there because it's this interactive thing that just lets you you could just do so many things to ignore the other person that you've come to dinner with. I always look down on the people who, when you go to a restaurant and you see two people sitting at the same table with their cell phones out. Not yeah. lo- not talking or looking at each other. I'm like, ugh. And I hate that. And and we've done that occasionally. And you know, we don't do it the whole time. Sometimes we catch ourselves doing it. We're like, oh shit, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So so anyway. So so the couple uh, that was behind us though. Were you in a booth or at a table? We're in a booth. Um, we travel in style. Okay. We're not. You know. <laughs> 
We're not tableies, right? <laughs> I don't know who you think I am. Um, I live near an expensive mall. Uh, we um, <laughs> come on, Kevin. I don't. I don't sit at tables. I sit in booths, wrapped in uh, the finest vinyls <laughs> and naga hides. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, uh, the couple behind us. The waitress came over and said, "You know, introduced herself and." Uh, asked if they had, uh, you know, this is the new system for ordering whatever and drinks and all that bullshit. And are you guys familiar with it? And they said, oh, yeah, no, we, we, uh, we're we familiar, thanks. You know, we've uh, we've been here. And, uh, and to which the waitress replied, and I just overheard her say it, but she said it loud enough. Um, she said, mm-hmm, that's what I thought. You guys look like Chili's pros. <laughs> And my skin crawled, and afterwards I thought to myself, hmm, I think if anyone ever said it to me, that would be the moment I uh, said thank you. Uh, I appreciate the compliment. Um, I'll be leaving now. Yeah, I would leave. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have to reassess my entire life starting now. <laughs> if I, oh, chain restaurants, I, I have a, I have a like hate relationship with chain <laughs> restaurants <laughs> what's the lowest form of uh compliment see like here's the thing it's like i i live in the suburbs so like there's more a lot more chain restaurants around than there are like you know single proprietor owned places um you know there's great ones in the city if i want to make the you know 45 minute trip right there's certain ones that i just won't even go near with like a 10 foot pole just for i don't for one reason or another i nothing in particular just like i just don't like their offerings or whatever you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and i'm not to i'm not making fun of you or anything for going to chilies i have been to <laughs> chilies before but that's on the lower end for me of of chain restaurants it's right there with like tgi fridays and ruby tuesdays and applebee's they're like all like in the same mm-hmm. like in the same pantheon um yeah, because you know what it is for me is that all all four of those restaurants really don't have a strong sense of what they are, and that's why I'm kind of like eh, you know like like Don Pablo's Mexican, got it. P.F. Chang's Chinese, got it. Like Chinese Bistro, got it. Like that's what they that's what they are. Bertucci's Italian. Uh, P.J. Friday's American Hodgepodge. <laughs> you know, Applebee's same thing. Ruby Tuesday same thing. Chili's is a little more Tex-Mex, but they're still kind of the hodgepodgey you know they're kind of got away from right. like, baby back ribs that whole thing right so like so if somebody said it was like oh you're a pro i felt the same way you felt in that moment just like uh really this, <laughs> I, I have to be going now i'm never allowed to come back here again <laughs> <laughs> i'm not allowing myself to come back here again and you're kind of right that is it's interesting you know when someone says hey you know want to uh you want to go to like chili's or you want to go to like applebee's you just kind of go it's all the same food, just repackaged, right? Yeah, I mean, that really is. Uh, I mean, Chili's and, tries and, to do Tex-Mex, but when you have to, you know, it kind of, you know, it's like, all right, so I can I can get a, a couple more tacos here or, or burritos. Yeah, or, or they'll put some guacamole on something that they wouldn't do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like where, where they go with guacamole, um, TGI Fridays puts fucking Jack Daniels sauce on everything everything and i can't stand that shit i liked it until it got out of hand like right now you can go and walk in there and the last time we were in there you can get like years ago i was like oh well it's kind of neat put on a burger it's this like goopy delicious sweet sauce now they're like you know what we've decided that jack daniels is all we've got it's our thing welcome to tgi jack daniels (laughs) because thank god it's jack daniels (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the mantra of an alcoholic if I ever heard one. <laughs> Thank God it's Jack Daniels. I couldn't couldn't make it to the weekend without Jack Daniels. <laughs> they 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 put that shit in everything. Oh yeah. Obviously, obviously there's the drinks, right? Durr. And then they've got it on the sauces. The last time we were there, they fucking have a, a shit called whiskey cake. Mm. It's a fucking dessert. You can have a three course meal and drinks <laughs> and have Jack Daniels in everything your lips touch. And let's be honest, Jack Daniels isn't the finest of whiskeys. <laughs> I mean, it's not terrible, but it's definitely not the high end. Uh, it, no, no, it's not. The one thing they were like, oh, we can make you a sauce, you know. Oh, you can. What can you put it on? <laughs> what can't you put it on? <laughs> uh, I go to chain restaurants. I'm not saying that I'm above them by any means. Right. Um, no, I'm not above them either. I know what they are, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't go into these things thinking like, oh, I'm going out for a fine dining <laughs> establishment. I'm a foodie, so therefore uh, tonight I'll be eating at the Olive Garden. <laughs> oh, did you hear? He took her to Bertucci's. <laughs> I'll take her to the Red Lobster, <laughs> the <laughs> finest that Maine has to offer. <laughs> I go to them. I'm not under any delusion that I'm. I'm it's an evening of fine dining or even unique dining. It's, <laughs> you know, they are, <laughs> they are what they are. Um, you know, I I would never go to one to celebrate um, <laughs> any kind of like milestone in my life. <laughs> milestone, right. You know, your 33rd birthday, who gives a fuck? Let's go out back. You know, that's that's me. That's what I do. But, yeah. uh, you know, you're, uh, the birth of your uh, new child, what are you thinking? Uh, you think uh, Texas Roadhouse? <laughs> no. <laughs> we recently went out. Uh, we, we found ourselves at a Texas Roadhouse, which I've only been to about two in my life. And I've only I've been to one once. And mm-hmm. I, you know what? I wasn't wasn't that impressed. No, it's really nothing to write home about. Um, it's a chain, obviously. And you're working in one of these chains. Chances are it's not it's not where you wanted to end up. And you know what? There are career um there are career waiters and waitresses. There are career, uh, you know, bartenders, and and I'm not I'm not not taking anything away from those people. Um, the likelihood that those people work in chains is smaller, in my opinion. Um, yes, definitely. You know, you go to like a mom and pop and not a chain, and they love what they they do. You know, this is this is they made a profession out of it, and they're not just doing it to get by. But when you go to a chain, it's sort of like, look, that job was fairly easy to get. Um, and you're just, you're not making that much and you're doing it to pay some bills and you're doing it because it's more or less a stepping stone or you would hope it is, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's just what you get out of that, that atmosphere from, from those chains. Yeah. And at this, uh, I don't know if it's at all of them. I'd imagine it's corporate. So it's, it's a mandated guideline, but, uh, I couldn't help but notice like the staff, Particularly the bus boys, but I, I did notice that everyone did have it. But um, I saw a, a bus boy come and you know clean up you know a shitty table where you know the kids had just been through and just you know mucked it all up. And uh, as as he was leaving, I saw the back of his shirt, and it was a branded company T-shirt, and it said in big ass letters, "I heart my job." <laughs> Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> it's it's awful. 
It's just fucking. Wear that like a badge of honor, motherfucker. <laughs> just insult to injury that this, like, the poor motherfucking. Look, dude, I know that you don't have to work there. I know you could try to find another job. I know you could go. No one's forcing you to work at this place and wear this thing. But there are people who do love what they do. I guarantee you these are not those people. No. And to have to force someone to wear the uniform that says, that speaks for them, just, just so shitty. That's not their slogan. No. If it said, like, I love steak, like, that's yeah. different. Like, yeah. They would be like, okay, it's Texas Roadhouse. They love steak. I get it. But what that says to me is there was a problem <laughs> at the Texas Roadhouse of, like, getting around that people hated their jobs. Mm-hmm. So corporate decided to nip it in the bud. <laughs> <laughs> by branding all of their employees. <laughs> like, I don't care what you say. Your shirt says you fucking love your job. You love your fucking job. Some guy, some asshole in corporate is just, you know, chomping away on a cigar because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Burning money to light it. He's <laughs> going, eh, you'll love your job. Fucking psychology and shit. We'll get in your head. <laughs> God, it's like North Korea tactics. <laughs> you love your job. <laughs> I love my job. I thought you were going to bring up the other aspect of Texas Roadhouse, which I don't know if this is everywhere either. The only one I've ever been to, they did it. They, at, on the hour, they and all the waitresses or waiters get up and they do like a fucking country line dance in front oh, of the Oh, God. Bar. No, no, no. Is that true? Like, I went yeah. to... I guess I don't remember it if it happened the first time. It definitely didn't happen while I was there in like the mid-afternoon um, dead time, I would say. But um, no, the mm, fucking, you know, that makes me even more angry. And they kept trying to pull people up to like do it with them and like nobody would. And it was so awkward because they'd come over to your table and be like, come on, y'all. And you're like, no. oh, God, I just want to eat my shitty steak. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, that'd be it for me. I mean, it was bad enough when I was working at Applebee's. Like, I hated the job, but I liked the people. You know, the people mm-hmm. were nice. The people I worked with were nice people. Um, but the one equivalent of things like that for us was anytime somebody had a birthday, you got to oh, go and, like, you got to go and do the song, right? You got to go sing sing some sort of, because it's Happy Birthday is actually a, a trademark song yep. and copyright, right, rather. And so you have to like make up this other, you know, corporate song that they teach you. And you're like, okay, so, so that sucks on its own that you have to do that. I mean, listen, the song Happy Birthday sucks, but it sucks even worse when you can't use the fucking thing. <laughs> no, yeah. And so you have to sing this off version of Happy Birthday. So that sucks on its own. Then it sucks that it's in your job description. You have to serve these people and then you have to sing to them when someone tells you it's their birthday. So, you know, that sucks. You have to give them a free piece of cake, which you're not likely getting tipped on top of. So, cool. That sucks. Yep. And there's absolutely no kind of vetting process to see if this is really their birthday. Nope. 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 Not at all. And then on top of that, since you have to go and do that, and this is the part that I think kind of sucks the most. So, you're in the middle of, you know five tables, six tables, and you're running back and forth and you're making sure shit's coming out on time. You want to make sure if you're, you know, if you're doing your job right, you're making sure that each table has their drinks, has them filled, and is getting their their appetizer. And as soon as the appetizer hits the table, that's when you put the food in because you know that's enough time and you're timing things out and you're making sure everybody's happy. Oh, someone needs a check. Got to get the check. Got to make sure this is right. Got to make sure that's right. Oh, wait, got it. Yeah, good. It's a tough job. It's a tough job. Oh, wait, what? It's your birthday? Um... Okay, so in, in, in a perfect world, I would say happy birthday. And here, I would just say it to you. And I would hand you like a free piece of cake. But in the world that we were in, 
you had to go back, gather three to seven people minimum. Who, who were all in the middle of their own craziness. And get them to come and join you to sing happy birthday, some asshole. Just stop what you're doing. Drop everything you're doing. Fuck your tables. I mean, you're going to have to make up, you know, slack for it once. And then you'd be like, uh, I, I need like four more people. Come on, come on. Come on. I just need like four more people. I got to get out there. I get to my tables. They're like, well, I'm fucking busy. I don't want to go and help you. I'm sorry. You know, you're a nice person, but I'm fucking busy. And you're like, I know you're busy. I need like three more people. Come on, come on, come on. And if you didn't bring out enough people, you would get yelled at, I'm sure. 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 Well, you can't even go out there. You can't go out there with less than like four people. It's a part of the job that doesn't make any sense. At any given moment, you need to derail everything you're doing. Somewhere in the history of chain restaurants, there was some corporate asshole who decided to drop in on uh, on, on his restaurant. And let's just say it. Let's just say hypothetically it's TGI Fridays. Sure. So Mr. Mr. Friday comes in <laughs> and uh, it, it's his fucking birthday. Right. Mm hmm. And uh, he sits down, and uh, he has probably has some other corporate assholes with him too. And uh, he says to the waiter, "You know, it's my birthday." They're like, oh, okay. Well, then uh, they come back and they they give him a a little piece of cake with a candle in it, and you know, happy birthday, sir. And he sits back there and he crosses his arms. He's like, you know, no, this isn't good enough. <laughs> no, sing to me, <laughs> um, sir. I've got like ten more tables. Sing to me. <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm Joe Friday. I start, I own my name's on the fucking building. All right. Happy birthday. Uh, you know what? No, no. I need more. I need. I need as many fucking people as you can. That absurd. Are you friends with any of these people? No, no. <laughs> I need as many strangers as possible to stop what they're doing and come and honor my fucking birthday because I'm Joe fucking Friday. And you know what? I want you to make every guest feel as special as I feel. <laughs> really? Because that's not going to make much of a difference in their day, whether or not, I mean, they're there with their friends and family. I don't think these these strange. no, 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 no. We're going to make a big fucking spectacle because I'm Joe fucking Friday and it's my fucking birthday. Man, I hate this guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I feel like, it's like, do they feel like getting sung happy birthday by a bunch of people is going to make you feel like it's a happy birthday or is it are they trying to embarrass you how often can you think back to any point that you've ever been with someone who their birthday is um proclaimed by the restaurant that they wanted that never right not only not that that, that they didn't want it they vehemently didn't want it like they're just like um so all right i know we're going to like chili's tonight but you guys like seriously please like don't don't tell them it's like i don't need the song i don't want them to do the song and then some asshole in the crowd's like yeah, we're gonna embarrass you and fuck up this wait staff i can't wait my friends would do it when it wasn't one of our birthdays they would just randomly pick somebody and just be like fraud yeah, my friends are assholes. <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if you, you, you don't want to be admitting that on the uh, on the podcast, man. That's that's government crackdown and Joe Friday. Joe Friday's gonna come back. <laughs> Joe Friday dragnet. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah, they would. Uh, there was definitely one time in particular I can remember. It was like in the middle of the summer, and we went to Don Pablo's, and like we're just sitting there talking, and all of a sudden there's all this clapping, and of course I didn't fucking think anything of it, and then they, all of a sudden there's a sombrero <laughs> on my head and a fucking like sopapilla right in front of me, <laughs> and they're singing their little like ay 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 stereotypical Mexican birthday. <laughs> And I'm just like, what the fuck? 
and they're all laughing of course no i mean that's it's funny <laughs> I, can't. I, I just don't i just don't understand like that is a i you know a free piece of cake great but that's that should be it like happy birthday man from you know me sure <laughs> And the other thing is it's not it's not just it's not just embarrassing for the person but it's also very disruptive to anybody else there. You know, looking back, I probably would have gotten fired if I did it, but go out there with maybe only about one or two people, whatever you can grab. You got a piece of cake and instead of clapping, you just show up, you put the cake in front of the person and you start screaming at the top of your lungs, "Hey everybody, this guy's having a birthday and he wants everyone here to know." <laughs> Do you feel special yet? Come on, everybody. Look at him. Look over here. Look at this guy. He's special. You should just put, put a piece of cake in front of him like, congratulations for surviving another year. <laughs> Shithead. <laughs> this guy's still alive. Good job, <laughs> asshole. Oh, goodness. All right, so I, we are way over our normal runtime, but let's just finish it up with gassy concerns. You think you have enough time to do that? You got enough energy to finish up? Um, we'll try. We'll try. We'll see. <laughs> see what happens, right? You know, the later these things get, um, the loopier we get. I think they get better. But what do I know? Uh, I'm just a guy. So uh, gassy, gassy concerns. Actually, really serious topic. Recently, I learned that helium is a finite gas. Like we're running out? We are. There's a bit of a shortage, actually. Helium, did they, I guess they mine it? Uh, it comes from fields, sort of. They do sort of mine it. Uh, there, are, there are different places it can come from. 75% of the world's helium comes from Amarillo, Texas. 75%. And there are federal helium reserve tanks, and there are mandates and problems and uh for for a while it was one of these like okay so what you run out of this shit and what like you know little kids in the future and aren't gonna know uh what giant balloons look like they're not gonna know like uh what hideous archways look like like how big of a loss are we talking there's got to be some industrial use of helium that's like crazy important yeah turns out mris huh turn yeah turns out um mri machines um, because apparently helium can heat and cool at incredibly hot and cold temperatures. It's used to, to cool the magnets that are in there that do some, you know, magical shit that, you know, helps see inside of things. But the point is, it is finite. They are kind of running out. And, uh, you know, they're, they're working on ways of sort of rationing it more and prices are going up. And, um, yeah, that's a thing. Jeez. Huh. So, because of course, obviously, when you say helium, you're just like, okay, so no more birthday balloons, like, yeah. And I guess that's what they fill up the the giant Macy's Day parade balloons with. We just look like assholes every Thanksgiving, <laughs> just flaunting our helium for all to see. We don't even give a fuck. We're just gonna put it in Kermit the Frog's ass. <laughs> <laughs> the the world the world is just suffering and and there are people around the globe just you know because there's a guy you know there's a guy at least one at least one guy whose whole job and whole life revolves around this problem that he goes home every night and stresses he doesn't eat he doesn't sleep for days on end because he just can't fucking function because the world doesn't even know every night he thinks and he believes that the news should be focused every night on this crisis 
and no one seems to give a fuck. And then Thanksgiving rolls around, and this guy has everything short of a heart attack. Because <laughs> he sees Macy's Day just flaunting it. <laughs> he sees fucking Snoopy Dog. And he's like, they're like, Snoopy looks like he's uh, drooping down a little bit today. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, because you're fucking wasting it. <laughs> well, it wasn't last year. Didn't like Barney like rip or something and like collapse or something like that. Like it was like high winds and it just like and like this guy's like, oh, that precious fucking helium. No. <laughs> I mean, you got and you got to figure like, uh, you know, the, the places where these guys work. Right. You know, where he calls it transparent gold. <laughs> and God forbid there's ever any kind of like malfunctions or leaks. It's just got to be like the most adorable tragedy. Just people running around. Just like, it's fucking. Oh, my God. Get out of here. We're all going to die. What the fuck? No, save us! And you're like, oh, but you're so. Mr. President, you need to shut down the helium fields. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. Mr. President, Mr. President, <laughs> please tell my wife I love her. Take me seriously. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why no one's cared so much at this point. He's like, we really have to look at our helium consumption. Oh, <laughs> you look at you, pinch your cheeks, you. <laughs> that's something i never even i, I mean because i was sitting there thinking like well can't i mean i wonder how they make helium and i'm like oh yeah helium is a single element on the periodic table you can't make it <laughs> there is a specific type of helium that is a bit of a byproduct from some sort of gas production i read that okay so there is a there is a byproduct version of helium and helium is one of the most abundant gases in the universe huh but Apparently not here. <laughs> here it's just whoop, going, going where it likes to go, up and out. Wow! Like, what are they? I, I mean, what are they gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> you know, seriously. You, you know, you know. In my research, I looked that up, and it, and there was a page where it said, um, you know, helium and 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 what what the future holds, and there was extra concern last year because on top of it being um, running out there was some bill that was passed uh, in in the late 90s that basically said anybody could uh, at, at a certain point in time any anyone could charge whatever they wanted and it's a little unclear or at least um, my memory at this hour uh, of the podcast is a little unclear. <laughs> but it seems as though last year there was a little bit of a stay of execution in that the government basically said, mm, we're going to hold on to this now. We uh, we wrote a new bill that says we're going to keep it. If I'm not mistaken, it was 1924 when they first created these helium reserves. Like, there's a federal helium reserve. Like, that's a thing. And they created this back in the 20s. It's all... <laughs> there's a lot of people making, like, balloon animals and stuff outside. <laughs> Well, that's how you spot it. The mailbox and everything. The, the facility is made of, of bendy balloons. And, and, the <laughs> and mylar. Lots of mylar. <laughs> and the tubes. Yeah, that's that's what they're storing it in. So now I'm like thinking like I'm going into, you go into Party City and you see like the, uh, you see, you can actually buy like the tanks, like the, the little party tanks, like yeah. purple. They're like the size of like a, uh, the size of like a propane tank. Yeah. And you could buy them for like parties and it's like wow that's that you should be stockpiling them <laughs> well that's what the government's doing now that's what the government decided like back when they they created the uh the the reserve um there wasn't that much of a use for it they basically they were like uh we can fill things with it and it kind of floats and they're like oh neat so maybe we put like you know balloons out there they're like oh that's cool and then over time scientists were like yo that thing like that could act as a super coolant 
They're like, um, sure, sure it can. So they sold it to them. They're like, um, we're going to make a whole lot of stuff out of this. Okay, whatever. Whatever you want, buddy. And then they did. And then science advanced. And then we became reliant on it. And someone went, so, uh, going to need a little more of that stuff you got. Uh, but, uh, from where I'm standing, it looks a little low. You guys got more of that, right? Um, about that. No. Huh. So... Now, is it one of those things where, like, like that there are, that's it's finite in that we're talking like the next like are we talking like fifty years? Are we talking like ten years or five years or like next month? Like how <laughs> finite, how finite of an of a, are we looking here? So, so there's there's some conflicting reports because they've been saying the same thing. They've been saying the same thing about oil and oil is finite, but like they're they all you hear people like we actually have enough oil to last like the next 150 years or more you know sure in a more recent article i read that there's some place uh in colorado that is now mining it's not that much but there's some place also in qatar which recently became the second largest uh helium provider oh great yet more uh, natural resources in the middle east yes okay. Yeah, well, they didn't have enough. So there's that. But the other articles that I was reading was um, that there's, any, you know, they're saying anywhere between, you know, three and ten years. So I don't know. Wow, that short, huh? Yeah, that's 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 the, um, well, the, the first article that I read was from 2013. And they were like, by 2015, we're going to be in trouble. In 2018, it's going to be real bad. In 2020, good, good night. Goodbye, helium. Yes. Now... When we listen to this podcast in 2020 and there's tons of helium and it doesn't seem like there was ever a problem, fuck me, I don't know. I'm just reading what I read. But. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're just you're just telling what, like, you've seen it, like you've read it. Yeah. That's really going to make me take a second and third look at the fucking Macy's Day Parade. Seriously. Like, I, I'm kind of actually, I'm a little surprised that... They're allowed? Allowed to or that there aren't fewer... You know, every year they're like, we added a new balloon this year. This one's six six blocks long. <laughs> and some dude's just fucking having an aneurysm. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. This year the most popular cartoon character was a wiener dog. Oh, fuck. Fuck that. It's a millipede. Fuck. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> but then I think about, like, amusement parks. And all of the like the balloons sure, that they just they just sure. fill they don't even they don't even fill them up on command they just walk around the whole fucking place with a whole giant thing of balloons yeah yeah they don't give a fuck man this just shows you how irresponsible the movie Up was <laughs> <laughs> it's it's taught an entire generation of children that dude is watching that movie <laughs> that dude's watching that movie going don't you dare emulate them susan this is that's a horror movie to him oh that <laughs> precious helium <laughs> oh man that's a that's something i'm gonna have to do just do a little bit of my own little research into just to see the problem that's something i never yeah is it i mean that's not like it sucks but other than mris is there any other like major industrial use for it or um I, i'm not upset about the loss of balloons Personally. Right. There was another article that I didn't read too much about because the headline was was enough for me. Um, but the headline said, um, "How 9/11 made the helium shortage worse." <laughs> well, that is that what they were using in the building? <laughs> uh, no, because then it would have gone up. But the um, <laughs> oh god, too soon. <laughs> that, that it really was. That was that was bad. Um, uh, so. Um, no, no, they, they, uh, I think the, um, the reasoning behind that, that statement is basically the gist of that is since then the government has been doing more, 
uh, tests to find out whether or not there's bombs in things. And a part of those tests, like the equipment that they've been using... Has helium. Has lots of helium in it. And and for what it's worth, there's a lot more testing now since 9-11. And of course. a lot more of this equipment. Wow. Well, you know what's going to have to happen? The, all the amusement parks and balloons and everything. We're going to have to go back to hydrogen. These <laughs> 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 giant flammable balls. <laughs> Macy's Day Parade is going to be a lot more interesting. <laughs> Careful, careful. And here comes the here comes the SpongeBob balloon. Oh the humanity! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god, and it's drifting into it's drifting into Snoopy! Oh my god! The people are burning, screaming! Happy Thanksgiving! Back to you, Al Roker! Uh. <laughs> Here's Here's Willard Scott with the weather. Here's Ethel May. She's 102 years old. Take your mind off of things. Put things in perspective. <laughs> Smuckers. <laughs> God. <sighs> and with that. Yeah, on that note, I uh, I think I think it's time for some life lessons learned. I, I think I think that's the time now. Oh, I think I think it's definitely time for life lessons. What kind of life lessons did you learn tonight? I definitely learned that there was a helium shortage. I don't have a fu- I don't have a funny way to uh, funny way to spin that. You just actually uh, just learned something. I literally learned that. That was that's very interesting. Um, I learned that Space Jam is a big deal because of the power of the bunny boobs. <laughs> I don't know that you need to really elaborate on that. I think that that kind of sums that up in a nutshell. So that's definitely that's definitely what I learned this evening. How about you, Adam? What did you learn this evening? Um, I'd say I'd I'd say I learned that uh, no matter no matter how dangerous the situation, um, there is nothing more dangerous than sexism. <laughs> Lady danger. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my goodness! So uh, I'm looking very much forward to next month, where I believe our plan is to have a live, well, well, not live, live for us. Where we'll both be in the same room recording our podcast. Uh, that is the hope, and uh, that is the goal. So we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> Just more, it'll be a lot more giggling. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one may end up just being for us. So if people want to email us, they can send us their thoughts to triplefriedpodcast at gmail.com. Alrighty, you take care, Kevin. You take care too, Adam. And Adam, may all of your hurricanes have an estrogen to them so that you can just sit back and enjoy the ride. (laughs) Well put. Alright, have a good one. You too. Alright, bye-bye. Come on, you big old bitch.